At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the VEASAN Hockey Betting Podcast with VEASAN's hockey betting analyst, Andy McNeil. Here is Danny Burke. Welcome to it, folks. We are back in action here on VEASAN's Hockey Betting Podcast. I am Danny Burke. Alongside is Andy McNeil. We are happy to be back in the mix with you. It feels like it's been a little bit since we've last talked here on the podcast. Obviously, we did the uh, big Stanley Cup Finals preview on Thursday uh, that was live at VEASAN.com. Myself, Andy, and Ben Wilson. A lot of fun doing that roundtable. And, well, now we have gotten post-game one. Vegas getting the job done in that matchup. Feeling pretty good about that, Andy, is along with myself. We're both sweating out the series on Vegas. And Vegas does come through beating Florida 5-2. to two. Adjusted series prices currently the best number I see for Vegas, Andy. Minus 220, that is at DraftKings. Florida plus 205, that number available at Caesars. And then I also dabbled in the series spread with Vegas minus one and a half games. Got that at plus 175. Now the best number for that I see is minus 109 at Bet Rivers. But Andy, my man, not too shabby for a start for the Stanley Cup Finals. How are you feeling up there in the Great White North? Yeah, feeling pretty good. I'm glad that Vegas won game one. Of course, I had that series bet on the Golden Knights at minus 130. And uh, I'll talk about the updated series price here in, in a minute. But um, yeah, just just a little bit of a, a sweat there, of course, with, with Florida tying it late in the second period. But I mean, you look um, at the, the game as a whole, Florida led for about eight minutes. They didn't lead uh, again in the game. Vegas uh, spent the rest of the game roughly, you know, 50 plus minutes tied or, or leading uh, for about 20 plus minutes uh, themselves. So 
a really good game from the Vegas Golden Knights. I thought the big takeaway was just how Vegas was able to prevent Florida from getting to the high danger areas and how they got there themselves. They had a 21 to 10 edge in high danger shot attempts. Uh, and, and just in general, you know, the even strength play of the Golden Knights, once again, outscoring a team at even strength. Now they've outscored teams 54, no, 53 to, to 24 at even strength in the playoffs. That's a plus 29 even strength goal differential, which is the best uh, of any team in the Stanley Cup playoffs since 2011, when the Boston Bruins finished the, the season with a plus 27 even strength goal differential. So uh, just an incredible run here from Vegas. They've got a, a, a few guys um, that are really, you know, shooting the lights out right now. Like Chandler Stevenson has a, a shooting percentage of at even strength of upwards of 40%, I believe. So um, everything going right for Vegas right now. Hopefully it'll go right for them in, in, in the next, uh, the, the next three games or so. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding, man. And again, like you said, I mean, Vegas just doing all the right things. And both teams really had some great shot opportunities. And, you know, you got to give a lot of credit as well to Aiden Hill, I feel like. I mean, the dude had some tremendous saves. He only let in two goals on 35 shots, and most notably the one where he had to fall back and blocked it with his stick. But I, I thought he was kind of the story of the game. Uh, aside he, did from get just some, he got some help from his posts, though, for sure. For sure. <laughs> For sure. No, he definitely didn't. You know, a lot of like he came up in a lot of big situations. You're right. Like Kachuk and some other guys had some open opportunities as well. So there's no denying that. And so uh, to me, that was a huge takeaway, along with just how spread out this Vegas team is offensively. And that, again, is what we talked about ad nauseum kind of going into this, because when you're looking at Con Smythe, yeah, you had a couple of candidates, but then you really didn't feel as confident with narrowing down maybe one of those guys as you would more so on on the side of Florida and we'll update those cons my thoughts momentarily but yeah I mean what did you kind of take away from the goaltending I, I and like you just had a brief comment about Aiden Hill but like Bobrovsky sort of looked human finally I mean I, I think there was a goal or two where he probably could have stopped a couple it was just a great attack by Vegas but again looking uh more like a human in game one as opposed to what we saw the past couple of series out of him yeah, for sure. I mean, maybe would have liked to have the White Cloud goal back. Uh, the Stone goal, that is a tough one because Stone was yeah. able to knock that down out of the air and get a shot off really quick. Uh, I don't think any goaltender would be able to, to set up correctly for, for a, a shot like that. So hard to hard to blame him. I mean, like I said, the Golden Knights did a better job protecting Aiden Hill, uh, just you know, allowing just 10 high danger shots for... Uh, to the Panthers and, and they generated 21 themselves. So Bobrovsky really had to work and, and he didn't have a bad game, but he was beatable. I mean, he, he allowed four goals for the first time mm -hmm. since early in the first round. And, uh, and that's, that's not a good sign. I mean, maybe, maybe a little bit too much rest, like we talked about. And I guess we'll see on Monday as to whether or not he he's uh, in, in better shape. But um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think Vegas, They've, they've played some really stout defensive teams, Seattle, Dallas. Those were top 10 teams in the regular season in terms of, you know, shots, sh uh, suppression and, uh, and Florida was not, they were closer to the bottom 10. So uh, I think, I think Vegas is, is going to have a big advantage in, in that respect in this series. And, and that's going to not really bode well for, for Sergei Bobrovsky. So while he was good, I thought he, like, I mean, he made some incredible saves, uh, he was beatable, like I said, and, and that's uh, not a good sign for the Panthers.
Yeah, now I see the best number for Bobrovsky in terms of Con Smythe at plus 330, that available at FanDuel. Now, remember, he was about plus 210 was his best number heading into the Stanley Cup Finals for Game 1, and allowing four goals now has moved him down to plus 330, along with just the Panthers not getting the job done in Game 1. Uh, Jack Eichel seems to be at the top of most of the list. Plus 330 is his best number at DraftKings. Two assists and two shots on goal for Eichel in Game 1. Uh, Marcia So. He had a goal, three shots on goal himself. His number goes to plus 450 over at DraftKings. Kachuk didn't have any points, just two shots on goal. Six to one are his odds now at FanDuel. And then the aforementioned Aiden Hill, the best number you can get because he is varying a lot. He's going from five to one and then all the way to eight to one. That number is available at DraftKings after overcoming three power play opportunities and just letting the puck get behind him twice in game one, Andy. Yeah, it's it's exactly kind of what I said in my preview, or or should I I should say my my write up about the the Con Smythe uh, kind of standings heading into the Stanley Cup Final was that one bad game from Sergei Bobrovsky, and, and he's no longer the favorite to win yeah. the Con Smythe. Like I said, it wasn't a bad game. You can't really hang the loss on him or the four goals for that matter. But um, I think uh, I think you know it was close enough to being a bad game that that he's uh, he's already now kind of on uh, even with uh, Jack Eichel right so um any 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 more any more of a, a slip up from Bobrovsky and 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 he's kind of putting himself out of the running but i just think it's really interesting um in terms of Vegas because you know Jonathan Marcheseau continues to show up I don't necessarily yeah. think there's a ton of value or anything like that, but when you're looking like at all of these players, there's there's you know four or five candidates on the Vegas Golden Knights that that you they could win the award and and nobody would you know I mean you wouldn't really be able to make too much of an argument for for against anybody on the Vegas Golden Knights that's that's going to be considered if Aiden Hill wins it okay if mm -hmm. uh, if Jack Eichel I mean he was pretty consistent all playoffs long and he made a big impact you know kind of uh behind the box score and, and you know as far as his underlying metrics uh Marcia scored so many big goals Carlson I mean like the, the list goes on uh it wouldn't really surprise me if if any of those players won at this point even Mark Stone I, I mean he's still he's still there right he still yeah. uh could potentially have a, a huge series here he's already got a big goal in the series so we'll see but um you know the lazy the lazy uh voter might might just automatically go for Jack Eichel and that might work in his favor. And I think that's why he's at the top of most lists right now. Yeah. And I think you're right. The only way I guess I would kind of go about it if I had to right now, I mean, looking at Aiden Hill at eight to one based on just the fact that that's the highest price and some other books have him as low as five to one. And again, I at least took away the biggest thing was some of the bigger saves that he had in that game. And you're right. I mean, a lot of it too was just, you know, fortunate that the post helped him out, but we talk about narratives with these type of awards and yeah, again, Jack Eichel deserves to be the short shot, especially after his game one performance and just, you know, what he brings to the table already. But I guess if we're thinking about some of these narratives, I mean, maybe the fact that Aiden Hill got plugged in, in the middle of the postseason has really been tremendous ever since. I mean, right behind Bobrovsky, he's been the next best goalie. And if he can keep up a great performance throughout these finals and, 
you know, you're already going up against a Florida offense that hasn't been lighting it up, right? I mean, they're not like going up against the Oilers or a team like the Stars or the May, like a team that's generating a lot of shots on goal and a lot of offense, particularly. You know, Aiden Hill could pad his stats in that regard. And because it's so spread out with all the rest of the personnel on Vegas, maybe that highlights Aiden Hill just a tad bit more. And I don't know, maybe something like half unit pizza money, something on Aiden Hill at eight to one. If you think that Vegas gets the job done tonight, Aiden Hill at most allows it about two goals or something. I think he could be there right behind Jack Eichel, assuming that would be the case. So uh, I don't hate the idea of throwing a little bit of change on Aiden Hill if you're looking to get involved, Andy. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate it at all. But um, I mean guy had a 936 save percentage coming into the stanley cup final if that wasn't enough to attract you to him Mm -hmm. earlier in the playoffs then i mean you're kind of chasing it at this point but uh yeah i I mean i i I think he's he's definitely in consideration like i said i I think there could be a lot of diversity in the votes uh this year i think that you know it could be really spread out um it could be one of the more interesting uh ballots i mean that we've seen as far as Conn Smythe uh, voting goes, because I, I think you really could see first place votes spread out uh, among three or four players, right? So, Absolutely. Well, we'll keep tabs on that as we progress throughout the series. And speaking of the series, uh, Andy, let's go ahead and recap kind of what your numbers are for the adjusted series prices. I alluded that Vegas, their best number was minus 220, that available at DraftKings. Florida plus 205, I saw at Caesars. And again, just because I'm sweating this one out, I'm keeping tabs on this. But Vegas to cover a game and a half on the series spread. Minus 109 was the best number I saw over at Bat Rivers. But what are your numbers spitting out in terms of the adjusted series prices? So it should be no surprise that I'm higher on Vegas than the betting market because I was roughly 4% higher on them heading into the Stanley Cup final. I thought the Golden Knights would win the series about 60% of the time. The betting market was closer to 55 60 56 percent of the time and uh and so far so good for for andy right uh it's uh (laughs) not something i would recommend jumping in on but i I do think vegas wins this thing 73 percent of the time and that kind of lines up what we with what we see historically and i I mean they keep talking about it on the broadcast how um you know the team that wins game one in the stanley cup final uh you know, wins upwards to 70% of the time, uh, wins the series. I, I mean, it makes sense. The The team that wins game one is is usually the favorite, who is usually a pretty good team. If you make it to the Stanley Cup final, you, you were probably one of the best teams in the league. And, uh, you know, it, it, it lines up. So Vegas is one of the best teams in the league. Uh, the Panthers, I think I think their, their run is, is coming to an end here. But... Mm-hmm. There were some scares in in game two, and and I certainly wouldn't recommend jumping in at minus two twenty or or whatever the best price is in the market right now. Even if you have or or you agree with the edge that I have uh, against the number, because you know we talked about it before the series. I thought minus one twenty five, minus one thirty was a really good price on a really good team, and uh, and if you missed out on that, then I mean maybe you hope that Florida wins this one, and you can maybe take another shot at it uh, heading into game three. But right now, I mean, regardless of the edge, I'm not going to recommend that anybody plays a, a minus 220 series price up a game. Uh, but yeah, that's that's where I'm at. So I think the fair price on the Panthers is plus 270. So uh, I wouldn't recommend betting, betting them to come back either. 
All right, good deal. Let's go ahead and then jump into game two this evening. Opening numbers anywhere from about, you know, minus 135, minus 136 range in favor of Vegas at home for game two. Uh, Florida opening around plus 124. And uh, now you look across the board, minus 140 is the consensus number, at least at our Visa and Odds page, plus 120 on the buyback for the Panthers. Total at five and a half with minus 125 juice to the over in that consensus spot. Andy, what stands out to you for game two going forward? I know you did very well with your props in game one. Are you running it back for game numero dos? Yeah, I am, but let's uh, just hit on the money line really quickly. Like you said, I, I think that Vegas should be a little bit bigger of a favorite in game two than they were in game one. Uh, of course, we had all that uncertainty with the the rest and whatnot. And uh, and also, they're, they're, as we've seen in these playoffs, there's there's a lot more variance in game one typically, so uh, it makes sense that that Vegas is a bigger favorite, but I, I think minus one forty is is a fair price. So I'm not in interested in betting either side uh, at the current number, and it doesn't look like I I'll I'll get there either way. But um, I, I do have some player props. I'm running it back with uh, Alex Petrangelo, uh, who did as we talked about a little bit before we started recording. He made me sweat. Didn't have didn't have any shots on goal for for a good portion of the game, uh, but he did attempt six shots. He hit the net three times. He went over the the two and a half shot mark for the third time in four games. He was at plus one twenty in game one, plus one or plus one thirty, sorry, plus one twenty in game two. Uh, best odds that that I could find. Not as attractive, but um, sub shops have have moved him down to plus one ten. So so shop around. But at Bet Rivers, they had him at plus one twenty. Uh, and I still believe that's a value bet. I mean, he's attempted five or more shots in 10 out of 17 games so far this postseason. He's directed 25 pucks toward the net in his last four games. And uh, and as I mentioned on, on the podcast last week, the Panthers' def- defense gave up a, a lot of shots, 58 shots in four games, five, I guess. They, they played three overtime periods in, in game one. But uh, 58 shots to the, the Panthers, uh, the Hurricanes' defense, in the last round. And, and I think that would, uh, I thought that would benefit Petrangelo. And I, I also thought it would benefit Shea Theodore. So I had bet him at over two and a half shots at plus plus one forty, And, uh, he was, uh, also attempted six shots on goal, like, uh, like, or six shots like Petrangelo. He, he hit the net three times, like, like Petrangelo. And, uh, he's really just great. I think he's a little bit better actually, at getting pucks to the net. He's uh, registered at least three shots on goal for the fifth time in, in seven games. And he led all defensemen in unblocked shot attempts per 60 minutes mm-hmm. in the conference finals. So I, I think he's just, he's really good at finding the net. He had a big game in game one. His odds are, are down from, uh, from plus 140, but I think plus 120 is still a, a value bet. And, um, you know, the expectation for me is that, his chances of, of getting three shots are, are a lot closer to 50%. So uh, I like those two players again here at plus money, plus 120 or better. Uh, and I also like Mark Stone. I mean, he he hasn't gone over his shot total a lot, but he's been attempting a lot more shots. Uh, he, he scored three goals and five points in his last 12 games after a really big opening round in which he put up three goals and eight points in five games. So he kind of went cold there, but I mean, the writing has been on the wall for a while now. He's generated three or four expected goal or uh, 
three goals on four expected goals in those last 12 games. So it was only a matter of time before, you know, he he's started to, to light the lamp a little bit more because he's a guy that historically outperforms those numbers. And uh, he's attempted 21 shots in his last four games. 15 of those shots were on goal. He hit the net seven times in game one. And, and you know, he looks to be back to being the, the player that we saw in the regular season that is a lot more likely to register three shots on goal than not. So I think he's a good bet at plus 110 as well. All right. I dig it, my man. Well, best of luck as always. Hopefully we could get some of those plus money props to come through for you, my friend. The uh, The only thing I'm going to be sweating out tonight, aside from just rooting for our uh, Vegas series bets to come through, I'm actually going to be dabbling in the total here. Now, I know that five and a half is a consensus number and there's some juice to the over, but a couple books have it at the flat six with minus 120 to the under. And that's where I'm taking a stab on for this evening. I look, you mentioned Bobrovsky earlier and you're right. Like, I think the bar has been set so high for him that the fact that he let in four goals does change the narrative for him. But it wasn't like an awful game. There was really, like you said, that white cloud goal that was the one you wish you could have had back. The other ones were just really quality shot opportunities out of Vegas. But again, maybe it's also kind of the rest factor and you need him to get over the hump and Long story short, I expect a better performance out of him. And Aiden Hill, again, you know, talked about maybe taking a stab on him for Con Smythe, him having a tremendous game. Yes, getting a tad bit lucky, but I think the defense sharpens up from Vegas early on. I think Aiden Hill continues to perform. And you kind of look at some of the goals that went in were a little wonky, like the shorthanded goal from Florida at the start. Obviously, Vegas had a boatload of power play opportunities. They had seven of them. They capitalized on two of them. But you're hoping that Florida cleans that up and plays more discipline in terms of limiting the advantages and uh, aiding in the goal scoring opportunities. Uh, Declare the last second snipe after the faceoff. That's something you, of course, typically don't see. And then, uh, you know, the empty net at the end, you're always going to factor that in. But Point being is that I do think these goalies will step up once again, or rather Aiden Hill will step up once again. Bobrovsky will play even better, and Vegas's defense will hopefully limit the quality opportunities that we saw Florida have a decent amount of in game one, and that these teams will kind of settle into it, play tightly, and then hopefully keep this thing under the game total of six. So I don't mind laying a little bit of juice there, Andy. That's what I'm going to be riding with tonight. Game total under six between Vegas and Florida. Did you, uh, do you have any thoughts here on this total heading into game two? No, I, I think it's going to be a, a, a quite a sweat for you though, because uh, <laughs> you know, these two teams are, are going to get after it and, and there's going to be a lot of, a lot of chaos in front of both nets. I think. Yeah, to say the least, plenty of chaos ensued in the last game and uh, safe to say that we're probably going to be able to expect the same for this event later tonight. But again, folks, we do see Vegas right now in about afternoon time on this Monday, uh, minus a buck 40 and then plus 120 for Florida. That total consensus is five and a half with juice to the over minus 125. But shop around if you want to tell in terms of the six with about minus 120 to the under, and then make sure you're doing your shopping as well so you can get some of those prices that Andy was able to scavenge in terms of the few player props that he is going to be writing tonight. And as always, if we do have anything additional, it will be logged over at vsan.com under our pro picks at a glance page. Make sure you follow Andy on Twitter at Digital Gambler. His columns over at vsan.com. That's V-S-I-N.com. Under the NHL tab, you can get McNeil's columns and his write-ups covering the Stanley Cup finals and much, much more. 
But that's going to wrap it up for us, folks. Again, appreciate you always tuning in. Best of luck with all your wagers tonight. Enjoy the game, and we'll be back tomorrow for a recap and then a look ahead to game number three. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.